A few years ago, we grew and sold a business that forever changed our lives. At first, we really struggled trying to figure out which tools to use to help run and organize our community. But that all changed once we discovered Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part, Kajabi doesn't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So you keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash M-U. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash M-U. Go to kajabi.com slash M-U and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. More and more entrepreneurs and investors are discovering the awesome franchise opportunities that exist across a variety of industries. Franchising can simply be the better path and interest in franchising is at an all time high. Lucky for you, John Austinson, founder of Fran Bridge Consulting and a past Millionaire University guest is here to help you explore the premier franchise opportunities today. John and his Frambridge Consulting team are part of the largest franchise brokerage in the U.S. and have vetted the market thoroughly. Frambridge is hands down the premier source for the best opportunities in the franchise world, including both active and passive opportunities. From tiny homes to youth soccer to industrial hoses to pets, senior care to mental health, and more. John has served as an Inc. 500 franchisor and is a multi-brand franchisee himself. And he does more placements than anyone else in the country. Sign up for a free consultation call with John today or get a free copy of his book, Non-Food Franchising, at FranBridgeConsulting.com. That's FranBridgeConsulting.com. Available in the U.S. and Canada. In today's lesson, we'll be learning the five C's for ultimate success in business and in life. Go. Welcome to Millionaire University. No, no, no. <laughs> Welcome to the Millionaire University podcast, the place where you create the life you want to live and live the life you want to live. Want to create that you <laughs> created. <laughs> live the life that you want to live. Life. We'll get you. We'll get you there, Britt. We'll get you there. All right. So, where are we, guys? Your mom's house. <laughs> wow. Brilliant's not allowed on these anymore. We're in Pahoa in a very quiet neighborhood, and I think the whole neighborhood can hear Justin's voice right now. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> this place is awesome. I'll be honest, when we started driving out here, it's a little further removed. I was like, where did Tara have us go? What did you say? I said, speaking of removed, I was just thinking of yesterday. Oh, yeah. That doesn't get so, the joke. But this place is awesome. And yes, we may have stumbled upon a... Clothing optional beach yesterday. <laughs> With the family. Pretty cute. Wait, Tara pretends like it was an accident, but I'm not so sure. Anyway. No comment. We have been having an awesome time here. And we want to help you make lots of money so you can 
come have an awesome time with us. Right, Britt? Facts. Facts. So today, brilliant, I'm trying to record. You can join in, but you got to be a part of it if you want. Hi. All right. So today we have got a treat for you, right, Brillin? Yum. We will be flipping the script. Recently, Tara and I were interviewed by Eric Fisher from Beyond the To-Do List for his podcast. His podcast is all about productivity. We kind of took a look at everything that we've accomplished over the past almost 20 years and distilled it down to five different things. And sure enough, a lot of these things started with the letter C, and I may have kind of pushed it on a few of them, but we came up with the five C's for ultimate productivity success. And since this isn't the productivity show, we'll just call them the five C's for ultimate business and life success. What do you think, Brillin? Yes. Are you pumped? You want to check out the episode? Yeah, I'm so pumped. Okay. Life-changing, right, baby cakes? What? You're my baby, my baby girl. Do you know what baby cakes means? Never mind, look it up. You saw some yesterday. I'm just kidding. Wow, wow, all right. All right, Brindlin can't get off the partially clothing, the clothing optional. Nude beach. Beach. All right, enough about the nude beaches. Let's <laughs> get to the five C's of ultimate success for your business and your life. Ready? Take it away, Justin, Tara, and Eric. Well, this week, it is my privilege to welcome to the show Justin and Tara Williams. Justin, Tara, welcome to Beyond the To-Do List. We are pumped to be here, Eric. We've been following you for almost like half our life, I think, right? (laughs) (laughs) No. We're a little older. Not that long. But yeah, we started our first podcast in 2013, and you were one of the big names going around, and we're like, wow, Eric's like our hero. And here we are more than a decade later. This is epic. You create a goal and a vision and you follow it. And here we are. So thanks for having us. This is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I'm thrilled to have you. And people that have listened to the show have heard me pitching your show. I think one of the things that stuck out to me was you had an episode with Pat Flynn that was really cool. And then there was one where you were talking with somebody about earning money just playing video games. Yes, (laughs) I was just like, wait a second, my son needs that. (laughs) I do too. Well, that's the whole concept of Millionaire University and why we created. We have three teenagers and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with their life. Our son, Brogan, turns 18 next month and he doesn't want to go to college because we ruined him. We did. We totally ruined him on that. I dropped out of college with the semester left and I'm like, I don't want to go learn about rocks. But the problem is we can't get our kids to do their chores. So we're like, okay, they don't want to go to college, but they don't really have a plan. We got to create something that's kind of like a hybrid. Gives them a structure, but also gives them flexibility. Teaches them to actually make money, which college doesn't teach you how to make money. So, Well, let's go back to that. I mean, it's a great place to start talking about the beginning of your journey. I know that you said that you started a podcast in 2013, but obviously that wasn't the first thing you did. Let's do the Millionaire University superhero origin story. Yes, I love it. So back to the beginning, Justin and I meet each other and I had graduated. I'm teaching school. I'm making like $26,000 a year. Justin comes into my world and he wants to make a million dollars our very first summer of being married. And so he is a natural born entrepreneur. I am like a keep it safe, follow the rules, slow and steady, wins the race. And he came in and introduced this whole entrepreneurial world and journey for me. And we have created multiple seven figure businesses while having three kids. And it's been pretty epic ride. Well, she's on that. some of the, the most exciting parts. Like it didn't just happen. It wasn't easy, anything like that. I had a full ride football scholarship at BYU. 
had a little injury. I knew I was done playing. And once I was done playing, I could not get myself to go to one more class. I was like, I don't want to go learn about rocks. Everyone told me to go to college to make money. No one's teaching me how to make money. I have a wife. We're going to have a family pretty soon. So I come to Tara with this plan. I'm like, hey, we're going to make a million dollars. And I convince her to quit her job as a teacher. And within a year, I think we had $120,000 of debt and brand new baby like business partnership and all kinds of stuff. So we went to Bakersfield, California, where her brother and my brother and a guy named Matt who slept on the couch, we call it the bachelor pad. We were practically homeless. We had our six month old son at the time sleeping in the closet of a small room and we just worked our butt off. And for six months, we woke up early. Tara was doing a lot of the admin in the business. I would sell door to door satellite dish. We finally got that paid off. Then we got into real estate investing, had a lot of struggles along the way. I took us eight months to do our first deal. Then we started doing some deals, did pretty good. Then we hit another roadblock and didn't know how to pay our bills. But finally, we got some things figured out and we got to a point where we were flipping like 100 houses a year. I don't want to do the whole thing where you spend 50 minutes sharing your background. I just want to make sure people know we didn't grow up with money. We weren't just all of a sudden like making all this money and doing all these things. Like It took time, effort, energy. We had lots of ups and downs. Having that kind of a snapshot and kind of catalyst moment and honestly, just kind of, you know, pulling back the curtain and revealing like, look, you may have had all the success. It's not overnight success. And it's definitely yes. not without hardship, struggle, lessons learned, experience gained, all of that. And so I'm curious as we go through not necessarily your journey, but lessons learned from that journey. And you've got a lot of different C words that we can talk about here in terms of that experience, that knowledge, those, those lessons. Number one, I think, is change as little as possible. So let's unpack that a little bit. It sounds like you changed everything all at once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a little ironic. Well, it's funny because in a business, it's a really interesting thing because you have to get used to change, but you want to start out changing as little as possible because you want to start out with what am I good at? What do I know? Where are my skills? Where are my talents? Because it's it's a lot to take on. It's this new animal that you're going to take this bold, brave journey into and say, I'm going to create something a lot of times out of nothing. And so we say change as little as possible because what are you good at? What are you naturally interested in? And then how can you build off of that to create a successful business? It's like the whole path of least resistance. It seems like anyone we talk to, for example, there's this lady who had a commercial mortgage business. She was making $150,000 per year. And she came to me. She's like, I want to do real estate investing. And I want to make this much money. And I want to be there within six months. And I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. I asked her a few questions. What are you doing right now? And just by having her change a couple very small tweaks, Basically, a lot of the things that she was doing that was taking most of her time that she could hire someone else to do for $20 an hour, that tripled her business within a few months. But people always want the shiny object. They hear all these different things. This person's doing this. I can do this. And they read 100 books. They listen to 100 podcasts. And they have this huge list of things they need to do. We're trying to give you permission to let go of all of that. What is the one thing that you can do right now that will give you the biggest impact? Keep learning. You're going to learn all kinds of things. Don't do 100% of everything that we're trying to talk about in this one podcast tomorrow. What's the one or two things that you can take away from it that can give you the biggest impact? And that's where you should focus. Yeah, it's the 80-20 rule where, you know, in this example, if she'd taken a look at what she was doing and she suddenly has this light bulb moment of inspiration and wants to just ramp up, it's like, no, you're bogged down in all this 80 and really the 20, you need to delegate offload that 80 so you can spend more on the 20, which is where really the results are coming from. Exactly. So yes, change, 
but change as little as possible. Give yourself permission. If you have a list of a hundred books you need to read, don't do that. What's the one thing you need to do? Focus on that. And these all bleed into each other. So we'll, they'll build off each other as well. And as you start to, you know, grow a business, like you learn a lot about yourself. Like Justin and I are married. So we have that relationship. And then we also have a business together. So we have these relationships. Now he and I are not the same person, not even close. So I take what I have. I'm more introverted. I like structure. I'm organizing certain things. I have certain strengths. I'm better with technology and different things. Where you have Justin who will talk to anybody. He, he brings the big energy. He has this vision. He sees these strategies, these numbers. And so we're not coming into this business going, we want to make this money. I'm going to be him. He's going to be me. Like we figure out who we are. We take our strengths and then we work together. And that works the same with employees or people you partner with. It's like, what are you good at? How can you take that and evolve it? But don't go create this whole new person, this whole new animal. Drain your battery, get super frustrated, super overwhelmed, and just quit because you're trying to be someone you're not. Take what you have, the sweet goodness that you've got and make it into something great and evolve with it. Your genius zone. Genius zone. And to do that, you've got to have a certain level of not just self-awareness, but then also awareness of, in this instance, it's your partnership, your marriage, but then also your business partner partnership as well. Exactly. So the second, do you want to get to the second C? Yeah, let's go. For that? So the second C is clarity. And this is something that we used to not really talk a whole lot about. It seems like everyone we talk to, they, they don't have, it's like, if you don't know where you're going, you're not going to, what the Cheshire cat say? If you don't know where you're going, all roads will take you there. I don't know. Am I getting that totally wrong? It's close. <laughs> yeah. Close enough. You don't need to have perfect clarity. You don't need to be the person who has a perfect clarity and a perfect plan and you live your life this way, but you at least need to have an idea of where you're going. For example, we were talking to our 17-year-old son the other day. He's going to be 18 next month. And we're like, well, where do you want to go? And like, he didn't even really know. <laughs> he didn't even have a plan. And he challenged me. He was like, mom, do you have a goal for everything in your life? Because, you know, they're teenagers. They don't want to listen to their parents as much anymore. And we can see patterns because, you know, we're older and we've been through things and we can see where he's going and we're like, you know, you probably want to work on this habit. You probably want to develop this ability. You want to you know, have this mental and emotional strength to run this business. And so we're telling him like, set these goals, set these goals. And he goes, mom, like, do you have a goal? Do you have a goal in all these areas? I'm like, ask me any area in my life and I will have a goal because I'm passionate about it. Like, I know where I want to go. I have an, a vague understanding of where I want to go. It's not too specific. It's not too strict because if it's anal, I will close my mind to all the opportunities out there, but I have a direction and I'm passionate about it. So I was like, ask me, ask me about anything in my life. And he's like, well, what about this? And I'm like, this is my goal. Da, 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 da. It wasn't like, I need exactly this. It's like, this is what I want, what I want to feel, what I want to experience. And he was like, oh, dang. So I told him, I'm like, look around. You've grown up in our home. You've grown up with parents who you know are very normal. So in a way they kind of go, I know my parents, they have weakness. Like, should I really listen to them? And I'm going, the life you live is not normal. What you have at your fingertips, the opportunities that you have, the education that we try to force down you every single day is not normal. And the way we got there, it doesn't just happen. Like you make little choices every single day to go, this is what I want. This is what I'm willing to do. This is how I'm willing to face myself. And what are my goals? And set those goals. You can't just let life come at you. It just won't work. You've got to make a goal and then adapt and pivot and evolve all the time like set your sight on something. You have one life to live. Set your sight on something, adapt, evolve with it, but have answers to those things. It's like, why just wander around in life? There's so much amazing opportunity, so many good things out there. So we're big believers in that. Yeah. So when we talk about clarity, this is your, your why, the buzzwords you hear. This is your why. This is your vision, your goals, your purpose, the non-negotiables. Like it's basically what 
do you want out of life and why do you want it and why this is important. And once again, I would recommend take like 15 minutes on this and then change it and adapt it as you go. Don't spend too much time. Our goal is not to give people like this huge list of to do's that's going to take them a ton of time to do, but very simple. Like, what are the things you want in life? Most people want similar things, but they are a little bit different. Mm -hmm. If you have a family and you want to spend more time with your family, then that's a part of what you want out of life. If you're single and you want to just work a ton, that's fine, but make sure you kind of know what you want. Because what we found is a lot of people are doing things that aren't getting them to where they want to go. They kind of think they know where they want to go, but they haven't really gotten clear on it. And then that's why this is so important, because as you're going through the rest of your life journey, we're going to talk about creating a plan next. If you're on a plan that's not getting you where you want to go, like we're going to go on this nine month trip with our family starting next week, go to Hawaii, then Bali, then Australia, then New Zealand. But if we start walking down the street, we're not going to get to the (laughs) place we want to go. Or if we drive to the middle, no, we're going to end up in the desert. Where do you want to go so that the next part, creating your simple plan, will get you to that place? So it sounds so simple. It sounds so obvious. But every day I'm like, oh, you don't even know where you want to go. Like, where do you want to go? And then we can help you get there. And if I hear you right, I think what I'm hearing is as we transition into talking about creating a plan is clarity also has to have some flexibility with it. Mm-hmm. The, the clarity means, OK, I know what I'm about and I know what I want. But the flexibility is, well, I'm going to try some things if I see that it's not working its way out or if I see that maybe it's not the right timing or many different variables. You take that experience, you take that earned wisdom there from that working that out and you move forward and you pivot or maybe not pivot, maybe you rebrand. It's a flavor of all those different things, I should say. And you know, if you're going in one direction with the business and it, it's not working out, you do something different. I was talking to somebody and you know, they're a speaker, they're an author, you know, they've had got all these different things. And it's like, well, because they've got all those different channels, they can go in all those different directions. And if any one of them doesn't work at some point, they still have the others and they can keep going down those paths. 100%. When Tara and I were going over this, she's like, I don't feel like clarity should be at the beginning because you don't get clarity until you take action. But we were trying to figure out the order and we're like, well, but you got to have a little bit of clarity, right? So it's that initial clarity, but then it's renewing of clarity. It's clarifying over and over again throughout the entire journey, right? 100%. So everything we're talking about is really only to get you to like take action so you can learn the things you don't know, so you can get information, so you can get feedback. But it's like you got to have a little clarity and then you got to create, which is the third one, your simple plan. And this is not a 40 page business plan. Everyone's heard of you should be able to write your plan on a napkin, essentially. This is very simple. This is the how to your what and your why. If getting clarity is like what you want to do and why you want to do that, this is how are you going to do that? Once again, this varies based on your situation, but you want to keep this as simple as possible. Do you want to give an example? Well, as Justin talked about, we're going to do this nine-month travel plan. And so the clarity is, let's do this. Like our kids, our oldest is going to graduate. Let's go on this trip. And the clarity was, let's go travel. We want to do this ever since we got married. Now, creating the simple plan is, where are we going to go? How are we going to get there? Where are we going to stay? What are we going to do? And so I love the simple plan because sometimes we create these big, huge, massive, elusive plans that are really hard and we get overwhelmed. But in this travel plan that we're making, it's like we're taking on a whole country. So this last week, I was like, I have to figure out Australia. I'm going to this whole continent, this whole country. If I tried to do that all at once in the very beginning, I'd get overwhelmed. I wouldn't do it. So the simple plan is, where are we going? How do we get there? 
how do we make this happen? So then we can then reverse engineer it, build it out with time, and then be able to handle it, swallow it day by day and not make it so overwhelming where we just tap out and we're done. And an example of this in business is I'm going to use something that's not that exciting, but if you know your why, if you know where you want to go, like let's say you want to quit your job and spend more time with your family. And let's say you're good at, like you have a really clean car, like you got a clean car and you're like, I can know how to wash cars really well. Right. And once again, I'm not trying to come up with this big, huge, insane, crazy change the world idea. I'm trying to keep this very basic. You're like, oh, well, people pay this much money to have their car detailed. I could start a car detailing business. And so how many clients do I need to have to make the amount of money that I need to make that I came up with when I got clarity, right? And then you just reverse engineer it from there and start taking action on that. That's your plan, right? So you got your plan. Just start taking simple steps towards that. Basically, there's like 10 podcasts we could create out of this one podcast, right? We have episodes where we talk about scaling your business and all those kinds of things. In episode 12, we talk about 10 steps to automate and scale your business. And in episode 44, we talk about five points of leverage. So the things we're sharing with you right here, we can't go into an entire episode on that, but go check out those episodes if you want more of a deep dive. But just come up with a simple plan. And this can apply to anything in your life. You got clarity on where you want to go, come up with a simple plan, and then let's get into calendaring. So calendaring might sound a little boring, not that exciting, but as we think about it, our calendaring system it's like an extension of our brain. Like it runs our entire life. Talk about AI. My calendar is 10 times smarter than my brain, basically. Totally. I can't remember everything that's on there. I don't know of anybody who can handle, maybe unless they have like a photographic memory. I don't know anyone who is keeping track of everything that goes on in their life without some kind of outward system, like a calendar or some kind of something, because there's so much going on. And there's so much that goes on in the head that if you don't write things down and schedule things out, plan them, you get this huge traffic jam in your head and you can't get these business ideas. You can't get the vision. You can't see these opportunities. You can't work with people. You're drained all the time. And so having a calendar is something that has absolutely saved our business life, our personal life and everything that supports it. Yeah, you've, you've got to have that external knowledge base. Tiago Forte has got this great book that I talked to him about called, you know, building your second brain. And and that's specifically talking about having ideas and putting them in places and organizing them and saving them for future use and all that. Calendar's kind of like that too, but it runs on the time and gets you in the right place at the right time and, and all that kind of good stuff. I'm curious, how many different calendars do you have like all meshed into your system? So actually calendaring is like the system that we use. We use our calendar and we use that as our to-do list. We use that as our scheduling, how to get us where. We talk about this more in episode 41, but just to give some practical high-level tips, the default color, which on my calendar at least is the on salmon. On your Google calendar? My Google calendar is the salmon color. Anytime I have a to-do or a thought that comes to my mind, my calendar is always open and I just write it down. I write it on my calendar. So it's my to-do list. But then what I do is every day I'm constantly saying, what is the number one most important thing that I should be doing? And then I'll put that at the top. So it's kind of like the dirty one up, right? Like, is this thing more important than this thing? I want to have a plan, but I want to adapt to that plan. I want to leave for flexibility. I want to be so rigid that I'm not able to change things up. I had a PE class in college, which is actually was in the PE major, which is probably why I dropped out. So I realized <laughs> I was going to make like 20 grand a year. And we had to come up with these plans. And then these kids come to the school and we're going to teach them. This was the first time we ever did. It. And I was partnered with this girl and she was like the perfect student. She had this perfect plan. Everything was drawn out, looked amazing. 
And I had kind of like some chicken scratch, but I had a couple ideas of how to change it up. And then these kids came and it was mad chaos. And I totally changed up my plan because I had a plan B and a C and she fritzed. She froze. She knew what to do. So I took over her thing and I just helped her as I could do this. And I got a much better grade than she did. And she was really upset about it. And it was because I was willing to uh, adapt to that plan. Well, that's why the calendar is amazing because it allows you to have your plan. You can see it. But if you know what's going on in your day, you can actually have that buffer zone and that ability to be flexible. If you are all jammed up in your mind, you don't have the ability to be flexible and work on the fly because businesses making quick decisions, being able to adapt, problems are coming at you, different things are coming at you. And then you're also trying to create something. So it's you try to be as organized as possible. You find a system that works for you. You check things out the night before. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. You know, every Sunday I check, I scan my whole week and I go through it with my family. We've got this activity this year. I've got this business deadline. And then every night I'm checking. And then when I wake up in the morning, you know, sometimes you wake up and you go, oh my gosh, you know that feeling you get when you know you have something to do. And you're like, am I on top of it? Am I doing everything? And all you have to do is check your calendar and go, oh, okay, here are the color for my appointments. I've got this appointment. These are my top things. These would be nice. And if I can get to those, great. If not, I'll move them over. And so it really allows your mind and your brain to work well, as Justin said, so you can be smart on the fly. See those opportunities. Justin is incredible at seeing opportunities. He's incredible at creating systems. He's really good at being flexible. Like a couple of weeks ago, we were trying to figure out how to you know, do everything we need to do in order to travel. I was having a Fritz moment. <laughs> <laughs> I have those from time to time. And I'm like, I don't think I can get everything done because I did have my calendar. I had my list, but it was, it was overstacked. It was too high. And Justin instantly on the fly was like, okay, your brother's living with us for this period of time, trying to make some money before he's off on his own. We're going to pull him from what he's doing. He's going to help you for the next three weeks. And boom, like that, I had a solution because over time, we're like, this is what I have. So it needs to get done. But then also we're flexible. And so having a calendar, being flexible with it allows you to get the things done that you need to get done. Kind of back to my, I had a little brain fart there, but I'll do salmon pink is the default color for all the to-dos. Everything in yellow is somewhere I need to be at a certain time. So even though it says seven, eight, nine, ten, like I'll just have to do, to do, to do, to do, a bunch of to-do items. And then whenever it's really easy, because I just move it over. If I didn't get it done, I move it over. If it's not a priority anymore, I move it under. I'm constantly changing up my priorities. And then I'll just move a bunch of things over to like the Saturday day. Doesn't mean I'm going to do them on Saturday. It's just kind of the default like holder of all things that I want to remember this, but I may not get it done. And then on Friday or even sometimes Saturday, like to me, every day is a Saturday because we kind of live our life in a a flexible way, the way we want. So on Friday or Saturday, I'll go through all the things that didn't get done. I'm like, is this important anymore? They delete it or we'll move it over. Sometimes we'll move something over like a month from now, just because I want to be reminded of it. Because at one point it seemed really important. And then I'm going to move it over in a month. And it's like, oh, it's not important anymore. Delete it or keep moving it over. So our calendar is essentially our brain. I mark anything in blue. Like if I put a bunch of notes in, inside of it, I mark it in blue. So even like this interview, it's like prepare interview for the best podcast in the world. Okay. Tied, tied for the best podcast in the world. <laughs> and then I'll write a bunch of notes as I think of those things throughout the day. You recently had an episode where I loved what this guy was talking about. He said, sometimes you have energy and desire to focus your energy in a certain way. So while I have a plan, I'll have, okay, these are my two to three initiatives, two to three main focuses that I need to do for the day. None of them have like a strong deadline, like have to be done by today, but they're things that I want to work on. And where's my mind going? Where's my energy going? Because sometimes I'm super creative. We're super creative and we want to work on something. And there are other times where I'm like, 
I don't want to think about that. I don't want to do it. I don't even want to have a business right now. <laughs> like, so when you're in that zone, when you're in that mood, like you want to go with that if you're able to have that flexibility at that time. Sometimes you don't have that. But when you do, when you're filling those creative juices and that desire, that's when you want to create content. That's when you want to do certain things. So, well, speaking of that, do you have any kind of certain themed days like, hey, Wednesday is my, I don't know, insert here day for doing all of this specific thing. Or I notice that I'm more creative or more able to be creative all day on like a Tuesday. I don't, you know, fill in the blanks there, but it's different for everybody. But do you have anything like that? We both kind of have the ways we function. Like I have certain times I wake up and I do certain things in the morning. I like to study. I get the kids going. We go to the gym in the morning and then I kind of have like a blocked time. Now it's summer. So my kids are interrupting me. And so there's always this kind of moving calendar, but I like to have these block times where this is where I work on this because as a mom who works from home and having children, like I need block times where I can turn all this noise off over here and I can function on this. Now, I like to get up and I kind of like to have a little bit more of a structured day where it's like, did this done? Did this done? Here's this section done from this time to this time is family time from this time to this time is tear time. You know, we even have like every night, Justin and I, we make sure we protect our marriage. Like this is our time from this time to this time. Like kids, we love you. Get out of here. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> and so that's how I work. Now, Justin is creative all the time in the middle of the night, in the morning. He wakes up and he has ideas. He's going and he likes to have like kind of this flow. Like he knows what he wants to do and he has things that he's going to get done, but he'll move with it. He'll flow with it a little bit more where I like it a little more structured because he likes that space. He likes to be able to give everybody everything because he always says like, I'm not good at anything. I'm not good at anything. <laughs> the best thing I can do is to give it to everybody else. You guys do the day-to-day -day stuff, you know, in the weeds so that he can actually have the space to have these ideas. And he's, he gets these brilliant strokes of genius all the time. And most of the time, I'm like, that's awesome. Sometimes we're on a date and I'm like, that sounds amazing, sweetheart, but let's talk about that later. And so it really kind of depends on what is your role. You know, Justin is the visionary in this business and he's thinking of strategies, how to work with people. And, and so while we have calendars and things that work for us, we also do just what, you know, we said, what works for you and to have that flexibility to move with it too. So yeah, my personality is very, could be very jarring. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like... Yes, we're gonna create a billion dollar business. I'm like, this. and then like an hour later, I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't really want to do anything. But <laughs> the cool thing about having systems, processes, and a great team is when you're a little bit off, those people can can pick that up, right? And I know it takes time to get there. You gotta you gotta build the machine so the machine can operate without you. But that's kind of yeah how I operate. If anything, I'm I have so many ideas and I'm excited. I have to protect family time. I've gotten better at it. But there have been times in our marriage where it's like, okay, six o'clock. I have to like shut it off because <laughs> no, we're talking about business focus, but we do like, I'm a very procrastinate on purpose type person, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. like, I don't usually know my next episode until like a couple days before I'll have an idea of certain things. Like I know you and I are going to talk on Tuesday. So I'm like, okay, I can throw an episode in here and here, but it's just kind of my personality. But something magical happens when I know I do have a deadline, like a podcast has to be done tomorrow. It just starts to come. So that's not ideal. I don't recommend it for everybody, but it kind of works. That's your style, though. I mean, that that's how you're wired. Yeah. I mean, I'm and I'm very much like that as you are too. like actual like I can create artificial deadlines that are earlier than the real deadline, but I still know when the real deadline is. So I know like, all right, I can put this off till whenever. And then it's like, OK, now it's go time. <laughs> totally. and I, I'm way more efficient that way. So yeah. it's kind of a, a weird deal. Right. But it works for us. And sometimes, I, like the other day, a few weeks ago, my son had a trampoline competition in Michigan, and 
and I literally am creating like the intro and outro of a podcast, the, the, the gaming one, right? In this airport. But you just go with it. You know, it's like I have no other choice. And it ended up being a pretty cool episode where I talked about my situation. And I think people are able to relate to that. Want to know a secret? There's more to becoming a millionaire than making money. We talk a lot about building businesses and taking the road less traveled to achieve your goals. But the most successful entrepreneurs we know will tell you investing and growing your money is an essential component to creating wealth, which is why we're really excited about today's sponsor for this episode, Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. It's never too late to start growing, and it's never too early either. You've heard us say about a million times on this podcast that it takes small, consistent steps to build big results. And we love Acorns and how accessible it is to people at all levels of investment knowledge. So head to acorns.com forward slash MU or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Paid non-client endorsement may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. The important disclosures at acorns.com slash MU. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC. Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC. Member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash MU, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash MU to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash MU. Let's be honest, like to have a business, to have a marriage, to have kids, to live, to be human, you got to have some grit. You got to be willing to get down in there and do the hard things. And why we created Millionaire University is because like for our kids, the people like our kids or adults or or different people are going, I want more. But it's like, what are you willing to do? You can't sacrifice everything. So I was telling Justin the other day, I'm like, we're moving, we're going to travel, we are going to be running a business. So we're, we're doing all these different things. And what I love about Justin and, and he and I is like, we have this grit. We are willing to be brave enough to say we want something. And then we're brave enough to like, do it, to hustle, to work hard. But then we're also brave enough to stop and go, okay, that was too much. We pushed a boundary there. We overdid it. We're geared and kind of wired to do things, figure things out and solve problems. I go for it. You have an idea, let's go for it. But sometimes we overdo it. But I love that I'm married to someone and working with someone who has grit. Like I know I can come to Justin and be like, this is literally what happened. Like, hey, instead of doing this, like, why don't we travel the world with our family? Because we talked about this. And I knew he is the kind of person that would go, let's do this. Like, he'll figure it out. He'll work hard. And then he'll also help me as I fritz and do all these different things. And so just grit, the ability to, like, get in there and check out your calendar, but, like, actually do what's on your calendar. Because writing it down is easy. Like, actually doing the thing on your calendar, it takes some grit. 
and I love a man with a little man, grit. We should do this episode every day. Wow. <laughs> if you keep talking about me, she none of this would be possible without Dara. She's I like amazing. You. I like my husband. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before everyone's like, okay, get a room. Yeah. <laughs> And I completely agree with you when you're talking about grit. I, th- I think it's funny that this is coming up because even recent conversations that I've recorded that aren't out yet have come up with that word like in the mix at some point. It's like I think the thing is, is like when people think of that word, they think of things like white knuckling, you know, bearing down on things and like actually gritting your teeth and just, you know, OK, we're just going to get through this. And it's like. Yeah, there's some of that to that, but life shouldn't be like that all the time. That's not what grit should really mean. It should be really, again, the the person I was talking with, they said, you know, it's not just about like having that persistence, that resilience. It's resilience in terms of something happens and it rolls off your back and you keep moving forward like a duck in the water flowing forward. I totally agree because grit to me is, I think the hardest thing, the hardest grit to develop is to face yourself. So when you have a business, when you have relationships, when you're trying to be healthy, it's going to expose you. This business has exposed so many flaws in myself. This marriage has exposed so many flaws in myself. Kids, it's constantly exposing Tara. Like the business isn't something outside of me that, you know, I'm just trying to create. It's like, what lives inside of me? What am I willing to face inside myself? What grit am I willing to have and to like see myself? And then to then take that out there and share it with someone, share a vision and an idea to lead, to put something out there, to be on this podcast. You know, it's like, am I willing to face myself? Do I have the grit to not just white knuckle it and be blind to who I am, but to go, I am brave enough to go, I suck in this area. I'm going to still keep trying or, okay, I'm awesome in this area. I'm not actually going to say something about it. I'm actually going to do something about it or I'm tired right now. Like it's been amazing because we've sold businesses and we've taken a couple years off. Do you know how hard it is for someone who is a doer to like take time off and face themselves? Sometimes that's been the grittiest couple of years of my life. And so the grit to go, I want to live a life that I enjoy takes a lot of courage. I want to be the kind of person who enjoys their life. I want to be the kind of person who has something to give. That takes some grit. And so sometimes we're not white knuckling it, but most of the time it's like, what do you want to create? What are you willing to do? Are you willing to face yourself? You know, the actual, like, if you made starting a seven figure business, like a to-do list, if you broke it down, the actual to-do items aren't that difficult. It's not easy, but it's not any harder than going to a day job. The difference is, like Tara said, you're constantly facing yourself. And that is the thing that we fear the most. But if you can do that, like if I, I, I Tara doesn't like this analogy, but if I was a dictator, I held a gun to someone's head and I said, do this, do this, do this. And they only had to work like 30 to 40 hours a week. They would create a seven-figure business, right? It's just... They don't want to call their neighbor and say, can I wash your car? They don't want to. It's just like, what if we get rejected? Like all these things that are not really real fears, but are a part of our fight or flight. Like it's like if a bear is there and we start to freak out and run, that makes sense. But if someone's going to reject me, like it's not logical that that freaks us out, but it does. So being aware of those things and being able to push through those things regardless that's how you accomplish anything in life. That's how you self-develop. That's how you're able to become a seven-figure business owner. All businesses, all family, like it's really self-development. You've got to develop yourself to be able to find happiness and accomplishment in these things. Yeah, it's that self-awareness and having that constant improvement, not just to your plan, which we're talking about in a second, but to yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
So that leads us into cons. I think he was setting That's us up the exact there. one. So we kind of already covered some of these things. We mentioned different episodes where you can find like how to grow and scale your business. But essentially for me, it's kind of funny because the first one was change as little as possible. But the main reason why I see people don't actually scale their business is because it's not on their mind to scale their business. It's not even a goal like to automate. For me, I'm constantly, like Tara said, I have a lot of plans and ideas and thoughts, but it's not like this time I have to do this thing in this way. Sure, there's probably about 15 hours a week of that, like creating podcasts and stuff like that. But I'm constantly saying, what are we doing now? How can we make that better? Who can we get to do it? So it's essentially, first of all, we talked about doing as little as possible. What can we eliminate? What can we automate? What can we delegate? Those three questions. Eliminate, automate, delegate. Can we do any of that? Is there something that we are currently doing? Like not long ago, we were editing. You mentioned you have an editor. We were editing our entire podcast because we didn't know the right person. And that takes time and all this stuff. But it's like it was taking hours to edit our podcast. So we found someone to edit for us like, boom, that's 10 hours a week. That's now saved two times a week. Saves us like five hours on each one. We still do some editing, but we do a lot less. We had our house flipping business. We were spending 90% of our time making offers, analyzing houses. So we came up with a system where Tara or I didn't even know about a house until it was under contract. So we had all these people out making offers for us. They learned our criteria. And we had a bunch of people essentially out fishing. You know, They each had their own pole. And when they got a fish, we're like, all right, that one looks good. Well, oh, that one's a little small. Let's throw it back. But that allowed us to 5, 10x our business. And with our education business, we were flipping all these houses. People were wondering, how are you doing this? So we started to educate people. And so Justin was the main educator. Then we brought on other educators. And then at one point, we sold the business to those educators where it was so smooth and so flawless because this person had been in our business for a while. We didn't have to do anything with, you know, okay, we're going to sell this business to you. You need to stay on for two to five years. It was like, we sold it. We were done. They're killing it. And we were able to move on all because of this question of, how do I make it better? How do I have someone else do it better than me? A lot of times other people do it way better than us. I mean, you can hear us and listen to us. We're normal. We say and do dumb things. We make mistakes, but we do some really cool things and we're willing to put ourselves out there. And so it's like this constant improvement of how can I make it better? How can I get someone else to make it better? And then at some point, maybe even sell the whole thing so I can do something else or pivot and change how I want to be in that business. Very cool. I think the thing that might be a danger zone for some people is, okay, well, if I'm constantly improving or constantly looking for things to improve in what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, when is enough enough? Like, have you had moments like that where probably when you've been in the middle of different things, like you've sold something and then you said, okay, we're going to take time off and reassess the relationships, the spousal relationship, the kid relationship, our relation to our businesses, all those kinds of things. I think when I say, how can I improve it? It's usually my goal is how can we do this better? Maybe how can we do more? But it's usually how can I, my goal in life is like to do nothing. And that takes a lot of work to do nothing. I want to call that out again and say that again. So the goal in life is to do nothing. And that takes a lot of work. (laughs) It's hilarious. These are like mind tricks, like you said, right? You can come up with an artificial timeline or whatever. But I look at it and that's actually the last one is come to play, enjoy the game. I look at business and life as a game. Tara and I don't really love playing board games or cards. And I don't like it because it takes a lot of time, but like it doesn't make you real money. (laughs) Like I'm like, I want to play the real thing. And I think you can make the rules. And the way I like to play my game 
we got to the point where we're flipping a hundred houses and we didn't look at them. Every single part of that business, we just said, what are the things that we do in this business? How can someone else do them? And it's almost like feels illegal. It feels wrong, but it's like, I can't even screw in a light bulb barely. No, he can't. I'm horrible at fixing things, <laughs> but yet we flipped a hundred houses a year. And I just realized like, oh, these are what the numbers look like. Like I had to get an education. I learned a lot of things. We had to build the machine that would then work for us essentially. So when I talk about like always trying to improve, this isn't the like, you know, we don't have anything against like Grant Cardone and some of those like the hustle culture, but it's like, how can I make this better? How can I make it easier? And to remember, perfection is the enemy. Like talk about doing these podcasts. We could spend 10 years doing one podcast and make it so much better, but that's not going to move the needle where we want to go. And so there's a lot of letting go of like, yeah, I could do this a million times better, but what is the best way to use my time? And so you want to do your best, but you also have to let go of this perfect scenario of what you have and what exactly you want it to look like. In one of your episodes, a guy was talking about hitting his psyche. It's, it's more perfectionistic. And in anal at times, it's like, that's the psyche I have to work with while running a business. And so I want things to be perfect. But I also have learned to let go of that majorly because I'm not going to get anywhere. And so that's important for me. And I think it all comes down. That's why you got to start with clarity. What do you want out of life? What are your non-negotiables? Because in my mind, I'm like, I think we can start a billion dollar business. When I used to first talk to Tara about having a billion dollar business, she's like, no, like that's going to cause you to like work really hard and like not have any family time. And I'm like, no, no, that's part of it. The game is how do I get to a billion dollar business? in 10 years while spending amazing quality time with our family while helping tons of people. That's the game. That's the objective. Will we get there? I don't know, but we're going to have a heck of a fun time trying to get there. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's part of the adventure, part of the journey. Like Tara said, we took a couple of years off. We had everything like we we're just, so we're selling our house right now. We essentially, and this is not like bragging at all. This is just kind of a heads up. Like we essentially live in a resort. We, <laughs> a couple of years ago, we wanted a beer house. We're like, hey, we can afford this. Let's do it. We've arrived. We've done all these things. More family can come visit us. We have more land. We're still by the beach. And it's been great. But we just realized like happiness is like an internal thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, hasn't made us any more, ha- any happier per se. We're glad we accomplished this. So we realize it's not really the thing. And now we're selling it and we're letting it all go because you gotta, you gotta learn to enjoy the journey enjoy the game. And I, I know it sounds kind of cliche, but if you're just trying to get somewhere and you're anxious and upset and frustrated and you're arguing with your spouse or your kids and all, all these things on the way, and you're like knocking everybody out in your way, you're going to get to the end game and you're going to, it was all for naught, right? Like you got to learn to love yourself and everything along the way. Yeah. It's the process. It's the journey. It's the learning as you go. It's not, okay, I've arrived. You know, like you could say that about this trip if you wanted to, but you'd be wrong and you know that already. So that's good. We totally know that. (laughs) We still want to take it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The outer journey and the inner journey. Yeah. We still want to take it, but we know it's not necessarily going to, it's going to be a lot of work. Our kids are going to complain. We're going to get frustrated with them, but it's also going to give perspective and it's going to be a beautiful time to learn and adjust and grow. And that's why I love success because I love that we have met certain financial goals because if I'm being honest, Back in the day, I was like, once I reach a certain goal, I'll finally be like good enough. I'm going to feel good enough. It's going to be this thing. And it wasn't until we reached those goals that I was like, crap, I feel worse than when I set the goal before because it was me always in there that I had to face. And so I absolutely love that we have hit these financial goals. I love that we bought our dream house and I love that we're letting it go. 
because it forces me to continue to go inside myself and go, oh, I, that's my job. It's an inner job. But I don't think just for me, if I hadn't met these certain financial goals, I think I'd always be like, you know, once I get that, I'll be there. Like I'll feel this certain way. And so I love that we go for things because it shows us ourselves in the good ways and also the ways where it's like, oh gosh, this isn't working. Like that's why, what's one of the biggest things I love success? Not because it's like, oh, I'm awesome. I'm successful. It's like, I'm successful outwardly, but am I successful inwardly? And that's my truest desire for life. Yeah. Well, and again, I think you've got great episodes on all these different topics. And so again, we'll throw those in the show notes. Any kind of landing point you want to have here? If somebody's listening to this and they're like, okay, that's great for them, but I don't know how I could even start. What would you say to that person? I mean, what I would say is if you don't have a plan, come up with a simple one. Like, what do you want? Be brave enough to say, I want this. Make a two second plan and then make a plan for that week to actually do something about it with a deadline. So here's a simple idea. I want to lose 10 pounds. I'm brave enough to say, I want to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to tell someone about it. I'm going to make a simple plan. I'm going to go to the gym three times a week and then I'm going to get myself there. And then the next week I'm going to go, how is that? How can I add to it? That's what I do. Because when you make a plan and you do something, it changes your whole life, changes your brain, changes your emotional state, changes your ability to create more. Be brave enough to make a plan, do something about it. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) I could talk about this stuff forever, but I think it's just, what's the one thing that you can change in your life that'll make the most impact and take action on that. Cause like we talked about when you take action, you get information and you could see where to go next. The light turns on, you get more clarity and then you keep going. So I don't know. You have nothing to lose. I always like to tell people we hold on to what we have so tightly, but the truth is there's so like the world is yours, you know, not to get cheesy or cliche, but the most money you're losing is the million dollars that you're not making that you currently could be making if you let go of all your stuff. And once again, it's not about like, go make millions of dollars, but it's like, you can really have what you want in life. Just have that vision, have a simple plan. And then just one step at a time, not going to be an overnight success, but that's all it is, is the daily, not grind, but the daily just, Oh, now I'm going to do this next thing. I'm going to do this next thing. What are my priorities today? Okay. I didn't get it all accomplished. No big deal. Work on it tomorrow. Just keep the steady march. And love the journey. Awesome. Where can people go to find out more about what you're doing? And even maybe follow along on your trip if you're taking pictures and posting them, etc. 100%. So MillionaireUniversity.com is our website. Millionaire University podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then Kara's more of the Instagram. She does more of that than me. <laughs> yeah, I'll be sharing some things on our, my personal Instagram. Just Tara Williams. But yeah, it's going to be an adventure. I'm excited. Awesome. I can't wait to see what's coming up next and uh, looking forward to talking again sometime in the future. Awesome. Thanks for having us. This has been a lot of fun. All righty. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that lesson as much as Tara and I enjoyed giving it. What'd you think, Britt? Pretty good stuff. That was pretty insane. That was pretty insane, right? So quick review, the five C's change as little as possible. The key here is change something But go with what you're good at. Go with what you know. Go with what you like. This will help you get traction early on, which will help you feel success and will help you stay motivated and keep going and help you reach your goals. The second one is clarity. You've got to gain some basic clarity or know where you want to go so you can head in that direction. And then you can adapt and adjust along your journey and get more clarity as you go. Next is create a simple plan. Remember, keep it simple. It's all about having a simple plan, a simple strategy and then taking action. 
Then calendaring. This is all about taking your plan, breaking it down into dues, prioritizing, and then having that kind of mapped out as to how you're going to execute that and then continuing to adapt and adjust as you go. The last one is come ready to play. This is Britland's favorite part, right? Oh, yeah. She's always ready to play. Come ready to play. Start executing on your plan and have fun along the way. Remember, life and business is a journey. It's the funnest game you'll ever play unless you're swinging on vines like Tarzan, right? That was still pretty fun. That was still pretty epic. Or swimming with giant manta rays at night, right? Pretty insane. Yep. Yep. All right. Britland's stoked. I'm stoked. Brogan's out trying to catch lizards. Brogan, you didn't catch any geckos? Is that what you're trying to catch? Yes, sir. That would be correct. <laughs> any success? Yes, but not with the current strategy. Oh, you're changing it up? I'm pretty sure Brogan will make it happen. Brogan has been doing this kind of thing ever since he's like four, right? He also opened up some coconuts. He, he found. did find and open up some coconuts. Without any tools, just rocks. Boom! He's our Hawaiian-made man, or something like that. <laughs> anyway, what do we got going on today and next hopping. couple days, Tara? Well, we're going to check out some beaches. Hopefully, people have clothes on these ones. We're going <laughs> to swim. We're going to eat some good food. We're going to check out some cool jungles. We're going to listen to the frogs at night that are super loud. We're going to be active. We're going to be lazy. We're going to be smart. We're going to be dumb. We're going to do all the things. And we're going to find something that we can eat that grows on a tree. Yes, for sure. And we're going to eat shaved ice. And then tomorrow we'll go see the volcano. I don't know if the volcano is active right now, but the volcano national park and the lava tubes and all kinds of fun stuff. So, all right, guys, with that, we are going to bounce. Remember, it's the eye of a tiger. Eye of a tiger. (laughs) It's all about taking effective action one step at a time towards your goals. And before you know it, you'll start to see that progress and then keep building off of that. And soon you'll be in Hawaii swinging from trees. Falling on your booty. Falling on your booty. All right, guys, get out there, make some things happen, and we will talk to you next time. On the Millionaire University Podcast. Class dismissed. Class dismissed. Hey, Eric Fisher here, and if you love the conversations and lessons happening on this show, and you've heard my voice before, you'll love my show, Beyond the To-Do List. It's a podcast about productivity and getting things done in all the areas where we wear multiple hats and roles, but also about the true meaning of productivity, living a more meaningful life. Look, you've got a never-ending to-do list, but add this podcast to your to-do list and it will help you tackle the rest. Go right now, wherever you're listening to this, and search Beyond the To-Do List and hit follow or subscribe. Start listening and get that boost for your productivity that you've been needing. Again, that's beyond the to-do list. Search in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast.